I feel like whiskey's like a new boyfriend. Oh. Because like red wine's like long-term relationship. You don't really think about it, but I keep thinking like <laughs> what you think about. It's like the new boyfriend you just like want to text all the time. It's like whiskey's like our new, our new that relationship. That's a perfect. I love that. Hilarious and the most accurate thing I've ever heard. Welcome to episode nine of Blind Drams, where we drink summer cocktails at the end of winter to help cheer us up in this rainy, moody, horrible weather. All right, for episode nine, woo! We have our normal lineup plus one. We've got Amber. Hello. And Mary Beth. Hi. And we've got Morgan again tonight. Woo! Woo! Welcome. I say we go ahead and pop those bottles and dump some whiskey in a glass, jump right into it. So today is another day where Amber has been texting all day going, is it 8.30 yet? I just want some whiskey. Don't call me out like that. (laughs) But I feel like that's, that's my every day is, is it acceptable to drink yet? Is it acceptable to drink yet? (laughs) Yes. Well, it's so weird because I'm a red wine drinker by trade. Can I say that? <laughs> and so it's weird because I don't just sit there during the day and like crave red wine. It, just, it doesn't sound good like at noon, but when you get home or it's like, you know, you're cooking dinner, it's like, yeah, I want a glass of red wine. But like, for some reason, it could like be midday. And I'm like, oh man, like a really good old fashioned or whiskey sour sounds good. Or I don't know, just like. It's refreshing. Those yeah, are, it's like two very, you know, not an old fashioned per se, but a whiskey sour is just so refreshing. I know, exactly. So anyways, it's just a whole, opens up a whole nother world of possibilities. <laughs> so I'm drinking mine tonight, not in a Glen can, but in a female whiskey society glass. Aww. And you two, Amber and Mary Beth, will actually have a female whiskey society glass in your next box. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. I'm excited. Girl. Yeah, very excited for the glass to come out. We'll hopefully be having a couple different options coming soon, but they turned out beautifully. So they are almost all gone too. I think I have like six left. Wow. I may have bought four of them. <laughs> no, it's like, what is this? Like a space, a space side? Is is that- this one? Yeah, they call it the, the spay. So it is flat on the bottom it's eight and a half ounces so you can still like drink a cocktail out of it or if you wanted to you can put rocks in it so it's not like a Glen Karen we can't really put anything inside of it so this is kind of more an all-encompassing glass for different types of drinkers it's also got some weight to it so it's like- yeah it's nice heavy bottom so I figured it was built a lot like me <laughs> it's very pleasant in the hand I, I keep grabbing it every night instead of drinking it out of my normal, like little fancy mm-hmm. glasses that I bought. Like, I just, I like how this one feels. Anyway, I totally forgot to introduce you, yeah. Morgan from the Female Whiskey Society. You want to let us, everyone know where they can find you in case they Yeah. Can- so Female Whiskey Society, all one word on Instagram and Facebook. We have a private female only group on Facebook, as well as femalewhiskeysociety.com. And I did start launching some YouTube videos of some of the same content from the other pages kind of in one place with videos. And hopefully I'll have some review videos coming soon, but getting used to putting my face on recording. So, there you go. <laughs> and it's always so funny going back and hearing your own voice. I'm like, yeah, that's not how I sound at all. So not going to do that again. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So no, it's been great. The group has grown a tremendous amount in such a short amount of time. So we have our first private barrel coming out. The new riff will hopefully be in hand next week or the week after. And then I just finalized details on a bluegrass um, private barrel pick. So hopefully have that in about three months. That's awesome. And so will you tell us, because again, we're all newbies. What does that mean? What is a private barrel pick? So private barrel pick is you go hand select right from the barrel, a whole entire barrel of whiskey. So there are different types of programs based on the distillery you work with, but New Riff has a retailer's license. So they actually will sell me the barrel itself directly. Other companies do it where you have to go through a liquor store or somebody with a liquor license in order to do it. So like when you're around town and you see different um, bottles of whiskey, they may have like a store pick or one that says hand selected and it's the liquor store you're in their name. That is part of a private barrel um, pick process. So with New Riff, I went down there. I had, you know, a private tour and got to try three different whiskeys. From there, um, I decided which one I want, and then they bottled it in a, in a month's time, and I go pick it up. Because of COVID, they're doing things a little bit differently, so you can actually have your samples mailed to you, and you can do it that way. So that's how I did it with Bluecrest. They sent me two samples, and then I just told them which one I wanted. That's awesome. So that one will be a little unique as, so like with New Riff, I'm only purchasing a quarter barrel. They do have smaller amounts, obviously. A full barrels like 200 and some bottles and I wasn't in a position to be purchased that much whiskey but also I, I wasn't sure how well it was going to take off so I wanted to go a little smaller so I bought a quarter barrel and then with bluegrass I'll be doing five gallon because of the legality of how it is you can only purchase so much alcohol each day in the state of Kentucky so I will purchase 24 bottles my husband will purchase purchase 24 and we'll have to go back for six. The way that works is I picked my barrel, but it's going to have three more months of um, aging. So it'll age in, they will take my three gallons out of the barrel I picked and put it in a small five gallon heavy charred barrel. So from what I tasted a couple weeks ago when I got the bottle sent to me, it'll probably be even more developed and have more oakiness from the extra charm being in such a smaller barrel. Right. Cause in the smaller barrels, they age the, it ages a little bit faster um, being in the smaller barrel. They like to do three months, especially with this barrel, because it will be um, aging in the spring to summer months that with the extra heat, they want to give it some more time. Awesome. So that's really all I've got going on besides drinking a lot of whiskey. <laughs> Living the dream, honestly. All right. So you ladies want to pull out some and smells what you got going on this one smells sweet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's like the first thing i get mm. <laughs> like a caramely like but light very light on the nose mm-hmm. like caramely butterscotch oh yeah i get the butterscotch mm-hmm. and it is very light in color too oh, yeah. yeah i put like a gold mm-hmm. gold golden mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is lighter. It's not just like, woo, when you smell it. It's very like kind of mild almost. Yep. Like I'm trying to like drag something out. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it, it, the, the nose is very light. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get much. And, you know, I don't know if I contribute some of that is because I have in such a l- much larger glass than I would normally nose in. 
<laughs> trying to get Actually, like down in there. Put some in in the female whiskey because that's what I'm gonna drink it out of. But to know that I put it in the in the Glencairn, I must get like some kind of fruit. Like um, mm-hmm. I almost want to say like white currants or something. That's very specific. (laughs) I'm not sure I even can tell you what a current smells like. So I have developed this uh, persona of, of having a great nose and palate and being able to pull out really weird flavors. Like there was one whiskey that we drank. What was it? Um, Old Smoky whiskey. That was like, it's, 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 has like a taste or a smell of blue crabs, (laughs) like not like the saline, but like the, the sweet, like crab meat or and we've decided I also probably have uh, synesthesia because I was like it smells like the shade (laughs) (laughs) so this one kind of like for some reason now you're talking about like environmental things Mm -hmm. it kind of smells like the wet pavement a little bit when I just smelt it but I don't know if that's anything to do with you saying something Mm. just little memory triggers there yes (laughs) Yeah, so I um I had this thing happen because this time last year I had COVID, and and I, I talked to somebody who is in the sensory business, and they did say it's real. Every once in a while, I'll just be like shopping or walking around, and I'll just smell like smoke, not like like house smoke or like something's burning, like a really nice campfire, like or yeah. like a smoky candle. It'll just there's nothing smoky happening. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm somewhere that's not at home. And he said that something's probably happened with my sense of smell, possibly from COVID, because it's hard to tell, because there's not much research yet, on you know, long lasting effects, because I did lose my sense of smell and taste during that time. And he said that it's like this, you have hallucinations with your sense of smell. Hmm. Well, they say, they say the same thing with um, people who have lost limbs or ha- amputees is they'll yep. have like the yeah, phantom Yeah, and that's pains. what he referred back mm-hmm. to was that was that same type of thing, like where you feel pain, but you don't have that limb anymore. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, so like my sense of smell, I think has, has altered a little bit in this time. I think it's, it's changed and it's gotten a lot worse. Oh no. But that's probably not bad. I also feel like picking out distinctive scents and smells is more difficult, but I feel like my sense of smell is good. Like I'll smell something and, and people are like, no, I don't smell that, mm-hmm. but I know it is there. It is there, but I feel like the picking out, like the different layers of like sense has, has become more difficult. I almost get like a hint of like cotton candy. Yeah, I want to say just sugar. Like I smell, I smell sugar, but that's basic. (laughs) Hey, it's what you smell. It's as legit as anything else. Yeah, I started tasting and I won't skip, but yeah, (laughs) there's definitely a lot of, there's a lot of sweetness. Or like, like brown sugar with the little molasses, you know. Yeah, Yeah, something caramelized where it's been like cooked. It's not just like straight white sugar. It's definitely like, Mm -hmm. it's like butterscotchy caramel. Like it's been cooked. Yeah. 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 And like some vanilla. I was going to say earlier, Amber, um, I feel like whiskey's like a new boyfriend. Oh. Because like red wine's like long-term relationship. You don't really think about it, but I keep thinking like (laughs) what you think about. It's like the new boyfriend. You just like want to text all the time. It's like whiskey's like our new... Our new yeah. relationship. 
That's like perfect. I love that. Hilarious and the most accurate thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like the one you'll have a fling with, but you know, he's not going to be around forever. Well, I hope whiskey's around forever, but, <laughs> but I, love I think it. so it's too. Boyfriend, you're thinking about him all day. That's, that's yeah. Red wine's old news. I wonder what he's doing right now. <clears throat> Is he thinking about me? Because I'm thinking about him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I have noticed that you guys didn't mention this time nosing is the first thing. What? Ethanol. Yeah, no. Nobody no. mentioned that one. No nose she burn. No nose burn. No. She did not come to the party. Mm -mm. All right. You ready to take a first sip? I think we've pulled out. Everyone has started slowing down there. Okay. Right, take your Kentucky chew. Yours. So far, I see happy faces. I don't see any uh, weird eyebrows or. Ooh, I got honey. Honey. I've, I don't think I've gotten honey on any of them, but I tasted it. The back end. Yeah. The very back of my tongue. Mm -hmm. hmm. I must have like a, like a grassy, like one of the like fresh cut grass type of. <laughs> yeah. Taste. It's funny that you mentioned that because when I smelled, when I smelled it, like swirled it then pulled it down and kind of got like the vapor of the back of the glass I smelled like a grassiness mm -hmm. but it wasn't like pungent enough to say like it's full-on grassy see they laugh at me because I pull out these flavors and they're like that's not something you normally want to hear and I was like no but it's like pleasant like I like mm -hmm. yeah because I want my like when I drink red wine I want it to taste like wet earth and like mushroom and decaying mm -hmm. wood <laughs> and that's why the red zins are the best mm. I don't, I don't think it tastes like, it's not the sweetest one we've tried. Mm -mm. Uh, it lingers for me, I don't know. No, and then the flavor definitely builds if you add a, a little bit of like, like move it around in your mouth and then swallow. And then mm -hmm. there is some heat there and some spiciness, but it's not overpowering. Maybe that's what I'm getting is a spice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has that little kick at the end, but this like, I always look forward to the second taste because it's not as, it's not as potent. Right. Mm -hmm. Gives your palate some time to like, not be so shocked by what's going on. Yeah. And you are more than welcome to throw out some ideas on what you think it might be. Bourbon, whiskey, scotch. Ooh. Ooh. Throwing me for a curveball here. Asking us questions we should know by now. But you should not know it by now. This is the ninth whiskey you've ever tasted, Amber. I think I'll give you a, a pass for now. It's just hard. Like, not all bourbons have that corn taste. Right. Like, so if you, like, I can't just say, oh, it tastes like corn, so it's bourbon. Like, right. they don't all taste like that. So, but I know, like, I think bourbons can be sweeter most of the time. So that would make me think that this one isn't. That's a face. So I don't know how many, like, other whiskeys, Irish or scotches you've had, but if you have them mentally to compare, what made them taste scotchy or Irish whiskey? I know like um, scotch can tend to be, depending on what region it's from, can tend to be a little bit more earthy and peaty. Mm. And then um, I'm not as well versed in Irish whiskey, so I, I have no idea. <laughs> I think I have one Irish whiskey. 
I don't, I feel like you don't get nearly as much like spice in, cause we haven't done an Irish whiskey yet, which okay. failure on my part for real, but we've done several bourbons and several like American whiskeys and we've done one blended scotch. I think that's it. And the brand was from France, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That one was a little unique. Yeah. We had monkey shoulder. Mm -hmm. That was the scotch, right? Yep. I mean, and this one's kind of hard for me to drink. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Like last week, I feel like I could like sip on it just neat. And it was like really smooth and like it didn't, it kind of, the, the taste kind of stayed the same. This one, for mm. some reason, is getting like, not worse, but it's like spicy. It builds. Yeah, mm. it builds right there at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like every time I take a sip, I'm like, like, I'm like, oh, it's going to get, I'm going to get more used to it. Like it's going to be an easier yeah. sip. It's actually like a harder sip. Yes. It's like so it weird. layers and it's building up layers of spice and like complexity, yes. like on your palate. So yes. it's like, it's almost like oily, like stuck to the tongue and the sides. It just keeps building on that instead of like being washed down. I wonder if you took a sip of this and a sip of water, if you would prefer that. I or know even maybe a drop of water inside too. Agitate it. Agitate it. Make it angry. Oh, because like I feel like yeah, last week's backbone bourbon was that was oily. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that on this. This seems like not really at all to me. At least it seems like really light. No, it does have a thinner viscosity, at least the look to it. And then if you splash it around on your glass, it comes down pretty quickly. Yeah, like yeah, really light. quickly. It does feel light. Ooh, do light you light. do you remember what that means when the legs come down fast? It's not as oily, right? It's something to do with that proof. Oh, so it's a lower proof. Mm -hmm. So I will tell you that it was actually, it tastes better when I took a sip of my like water and took a sip of it. It wasn't as spicy. So yay. But now I'm going to add a piece of ice and tell you if it mm -hmm. works. Normally I don't like it with the ice. Amber's classy and she puts ice in her Glencairn. Yeah. Hey, well, I just want to know like. <laughs> that's the joy of drinking, you know, enjoying the beverage. It's to be enjoyed the way you want to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm waiting for one of them to taste better with the ice. And I have not found that yet. <laughs> yeah. You may find just like maybe like a drop or two of yeah. water is yeah. like what, you know, we even bought like some disposable pipettes just yes. to have like a drop or two of water. And I'm not usually one to put anything in my whiskey. I pretty much drink it all neat, but we had one the other day and I really wish I could remember what it was. And I tossed in a drop of water and it's like, okay, yeah, that definitely changes it. it it opens it up a little bit so weird no um oh sorry i was saying that was so weird to what you said yeah like how even like two drops of water could like change mm -hmm. the taste or make it different oh completely completely so how does it look i'm interested to know on the ice cube no just uh I'm just i think as it melts it'll probably yeah. calm mm -hmm. it down for you okay <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Spicy, spicy whiskey. I think that I'm trying to like, you tricked me with like doing like a cocktail with strawberries and like lemonade. I'm like, am I supposed to be picking up like fruits? Cause I'm not. So I don't know if you're trying to trick me. And I don't know. I, I know what this one is, but I don't know the mash bill on it. I'm going to guess I have the mash bill. Is it higher rye? No, it's not. Mm -mm. See, because of the viscosity being 
more watery and the spiciness that we're picking up on, I would have assumed it would have been a higher rye. So I'll go ahead and give the mash bill because it'll tell us what we're drinking, but not who we're drinking. Okay. Yep. So it is 75% corn, okay. 15% wheat, 7% rye, and 3% malted barley. So this is a four grain. I'm guessing it's a bourbon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the squeal of excitement. <laughs> I don't mind the spice. Like I, I kind of like that, it, and I like the sweetness of it. I'm, I'm such a sweet person, so I can do this. I can do the spice with the sweet because it has such a high sweetness with that spice. Like that, I feel like it's like that sweet and savory to me mm-hmm. that I don't mind. Yeah, I'm really glad I joined for this one because um, I'm not a low proof gal at all. And so it really, um, I'm surprised to have so much flavor and what I know how the proof is on this. This one is surprising to me. I could just drink this and like, like water. <laughs> so this, I I've had two, like two or three bourbons where, or yeah, I guess they're both bourbons that I have sipped neat. And the very first sip I've taken them, I was like, oh my God, this is fucking good. And it was, it's this St. Cloud and St. Cloud. (laughs) So we, we, yeah. We haven't tried St. Cloud. Um, You probably won't because that one was expensive as shit. (laughs) A lot of money. (laughs) I get Ray on here, hook us up. Yeah. I have some St. Cloud. I could, I could send out some, some sample bottles. Cause it's not, to be honest, it's not like a super high, drinker in our house so i have no problem sending out some sample bottles. i actually years? told my husband i was like should we just like sell it <laughs> i'll take it so i i will i'll send you a sample of some saint cloud they're actually um he is just releasing another bottle like his thing i think is really like making really sexy bottles and so he is re-releasing the seven year with an updated bottle and it's going to have that um the topper the, the topper on it and yeah, so that's ours is a seven year, but it was a store pick. Mm-hmm. So it has, has the topper on it. It just uh, kind of looks like very Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. um, that kind of, yeah, yeah like where they still use the hood ornament. It, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I've, I've had mixed reviews, like reading about St. Cloud and I, each review that I've seen, it's never been the same bottle that I've had. Mm. And I've got the bottle name on mine was um, Pandora. Yeah, I also think too that I think people let their misconceptions and old information in regards to a bourbon whiskey company overpower what they legit taste. Mm -hmm. Because I know he's made, you know, a kind of a name for himself in the wine world that may have a little bit of a dark cloud that followed him over to the whiskey world. Mm -hmm. And First of all, none of us really know what happened with his story because we weren't there. So I'm not one to just be like, oh, this could have maybe happened. So I have some thoughts, but I, I do believe there are people that let that follow into what they taste. I mean, you hear the same thing with people who drink, who, who do and don't drink Dickel. They have this preconceived notion of how Dickel tastes and how Dickel is. So they won't drink it. It's we like, hear about this, like every you, episode, you, someone brings Dickel up. <laughs> you taste Dickel, you taste Dickel, you taste St. Cloud. I, I think it would surprise you. What I think is hilarious is when people 
just completely push out a brand because of one thing they've tasted from them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've ever, you know, like I said, I just did these barrel picks. These were legit, like made almost at the same exact time. And they're so completely different. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna tell me that you don't like a brand just because of one offering they had, but it's like, did you taste the next barrel over? Cause I guarantee it's totally different. Yeah. The recipe's the same, but that barrel is totally different. Yeah, it's so, the makeup of the tree, how the like how, how yeah. the tree grew, what the age of the tree was, like all that has to do with it, where it is placed in the rick house, like yeah. if it's low or high or towards the middle or what the know, weather was like that what, year. Was it rainy? Was, like? was it hot? Was it a colder year? I mean, mm. and and who's to say what even like the year of COVID will ha- affect things? And I mean, are they strong enough to change the taste? Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, a year of people not traveling and not putting pollution in the air. We, I mean, who knows what that could possibly even do for the weather track and, and the barrels. I mean, this is like nerdy stuff that you're getting mm-hmm. into. And does it have enough of effect to change the complete flavor of the glass? I mean, who knows? We'll see. But I'm an equal opportunity drinker. I, I don't care if you tell me, you know, it's the worst bl- brand on the planet. And it's like, I mean, I'll still taste it. If you say all their stuff is sourced from MGP, I don't care. MGP knows what they're doing. They're like scientists. So I'll drink it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think just eat bourbon and life in general, people always like judge something or don't try something because somebody told them not to. And I'm like, but have you tried it? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like the same where like the other day we had Buffalo Trace. And both of them were like, I'm actually really surprised because I loved it, but I didn't want to because there's so much hype around it, Yeah. but it's, it's, it's really good. I mean, I don't think it's good enough to be spending 50, $60 on a bottle of it, but for the price point that it's supposed to be sold at, it's really solid. So the same thing there. Yeah. And that's all because of a, you know, the whole Pappy Weller, you're just Mm -hmm. paying for a story that may, may not exist or overinflated because of tradition and you know heritage to to a brand and to a name mm-hmm. uh, i've been doing a ton of reading <laughs> on uh, the history of you know bourbon and whiskeys and stuff and it's interesting going back and forth and like what 20 years ago they could not get rid of pappy on the shelves like it was sitting on like liquor shelves for 10 years or so because yep. no one wanted weeded bourbon and they just couldn't get rid of it. And now it's like selling for thousands of dollars a bottle. And it just is hilarious to me. I'm like, or you just wait until it goes out of fashion and then people will leave it on the shelves again. You still have a closet full of flare leg jeans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but my side part is going to stay. And oh my so gosh. My I know jeans. I went and got my hair done yesterday and she put me right down the middle and I'm like, I, I am too old to have a middle part and I move that off to the side a little bit. <laughs> I don't care what any Gen Z or whatever they say, my part is here to stay and my skinny uh, jeans. So I just got a hint of blackberry on that last, on that last sip. And I wanted to throw that in there. Mm. Like ju- it was like quick, but tasty. Quick. Okay. Who is ready to make a cocktail? It's a very easy one tonight. Okay. I was going to make the cocktail with you, but my kid ate 
all of the strawberries. <laughs> I hear that. I had to hide several of them just in the back of my <laughs> fridge because mm -hmm. the second a fruit tray opens, they're gone. Like it's hilarious how fast fruit disappears in my home. <laughs> all right. So we're going to throw uh, a couple cubes of ice in our shaker. Your shaker. Shaker. Uh, good thing it's right next to me. Hey. How convenient. The shaker's just randomly sitting here in it's my bar. Why me? In I, the, did you say in the car? <laughs> in the bar. Oh. <laughs> I um I actually bought a new shaker because the last one kind of puked up all over me at the last episode and it made me real angry. <laughs> I hated it. You know, you got like a sexy one now. I do. Look at this beast. It's a Boston shaker. It's just a hint of copper on the bottom. You love the copper. Always do. All right. So we've got our ice in. And then yes. we're going to throw one or two strawberries in, whatever you want to do. I'm going to throw two in. Oh. Uh, yeah, we're going to muddle them. Ew. Okay. Morgan, did you try those Campari sugar cubes or did you get them or? No, I didn't. Didn't They're... get them or didn't try them? I didn't get them. They were in there, I thought. Uh -oh. mm. Are they hiding? I'll send them again. Yeah, no, I only got samples. I don't remember seeing any sugar cubes. Maybe I just forgot to put them in there. It's entirely possible. Who knows? I'm sorry. No, no, no. Sorry, I didn't know you tried them. They were really good. No, I'll have to, though. Wow. I forgot about those. I know you had mentioned them. I'm going to write a note to do that right now. <laughs> All right, so we just threw a couple strawberries in our ice and we're just going to muddle it. So just squish them in there, just to kind of break them up. They don't need to be like totally squished to death, just releasing the juices and squish. I definitely need like a better situation to do this. <laughs> like an actual muddler. God, Amber. Um, we made Sazerax too. What? We made Sazerax. Mm -hmm. Amber, remember? Remember our Caesarac moment? She was just really drunk that night. That's the one with the uh, absinthe in it. No, I remember that, but I, I don't have a muddler. What are you saying? She's not talking about muddler anymore. She's just letting Morgan know our experiences and how we've grown. Oh. No, I love it. And I love like hearing like the different notes that you guys picked up. That's why I was, you know, when she said what we were doing tonight, it's like, oh, I have that. I want to drink it with you. Oh, of course you had it. Love that. <laughs> I actually yeah. only had it because Amanda sent it to me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have some other other offerings. I just didn't have this specific bottle. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Which is a surprise, but. Because <laughs> I have, I have two different like expressions of this bourbon um and i sent you both of them and then like the day i remembered to mail it out finally is the day she bought like the second expression and i was like of course she did right <laughs> when i got it out for because i don't know what it is about mailing things but i am literally the worst at trying to get anything out in in the no. mail on time so bad i pretty much go to the post office every day so now okay. i do I thought for a second I just put the bottle in front of the camera. I didn't, but I thought I almost did. Okay, so now we're going to pour two ounces of bourbon into the shaker. I love that Amber knows that we make cocktails every time, and she never remembers to get the jigger. <laughs> you know what it was, is I had it out, and my... Whatever. And she froze. <laughs> she froze. <laughs>
That's a good uh, face. Too. <laughs> I know. She's like, ah, <laughs> the joys of Zoom. Here she is. She's back in action. <laughs> I missed y'all. I don't know what happened. What? I don't know if you heard what I said about my jigger. Mm-mm. Oh, I said Lincoln took it and was playing in his kinetic sand with it. So it was on my floor. Hmm. A little sandy. And just a little sand in there just now. You know, this kind of tastes like the beach. <laughs> Love it. So Amber, you said you wanted to go to the beach. He was just trying to help out in our <laughs> summer cocktail. You know. All right. And then we're going to pour four ounces of lemonade on top of this. Lemonade. Okay. Amber, I thought of you. I specifically bought the no zero sugar. I'm so proud of you. And because I can't, I'm like trying to not have sugar. I'm like on this meal plan. So they had this and I was like, yes. Yes. I love it. I'm being super hipster. I made my own lemonade. I did too. And that's only because I'm lame and I had like an, an entire bag of lemons and uh, didn't want to go to the store again. <laughs> I still have that bag of lemons, but I just, I found this and I was pretty pumped that it had no sugar in it. So love it. Okay. So now we are going to, that's it for ingredients. We're going to put the lid on, shake the crap out of it this for about 30 seconds. This is the biggest cocktail I've ever seen. You're loving it, aren't you? Yeah. All right. So caps on, shake away. Hey, my, my cocktail shaker doesn't leak. <laughs> What's the fun in that? Well, we made, we made um, whiskey sours with egg white in them and they just bleh, everywhere. It was awful. Is this like a, um, can I use a straw for this cocktail? I mean, you could if you wanted to. Sure. Why not? I'm excited. Mm, it smells good. Oh, it's so beautiful. Amanda, do you strain it or do you pour the whole thing in? I'm just pouring the whole thing in. Okay. I'm, this recipe is coming straight from the distiller's website. And I'm not changing anything about it, so. Oh, so, so and then you just garnish it with a strawberry. And I'm going to get fancy, so I'm going to do mine with a strawberry and a lemon peel. Because why not? Because you're Amanda and you will. Oh, I roll. I'm just too classy for my own good. Too pretentious. How do you put a strawberry on the side? Do you put the whole thing? Or is there sure. a prettier way to do it? Cut mm. a little slit. Cut a little slit if you wanted to. Oh, I'm saying like... Cut do you do the whole strawberry or is it a slice of a strawberry? Oh, I do the whole thing. My sliver's not big enough. I have a little snack over there. A little, a little snack. A little snacky. Well, I'm going to eat plum. I got like six strawberries here. I'm going to eat these. So pretty though. Ooh, this is beautiful. Not as pretty as an Amanda straw, uh, whatever. But. Well, yeah, mine's, mine's, my strawberry's upside down, but that's okay. <laughs> I thought that's what you were supposed to do. That's what I did. Oh, okay. See, twinsies. Reminds me of the, like, the lemonades you could get at, um, what was that? Red Robin, the bottomless lemonade. Ooh, they have strawberry, strawberry lemonades too. Oh, see, I think that's how you're supposed to do it. See, see the difference? Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Amanda will show us. <laughs> I'm sure she's like cutting like stars and doing oh, macrame or something. I, oh, I cut it Julienne style. Mm. Shut your face. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's so pretty. Oh, okay. You win. Cheers. All right, I'm going to take a sip. Yeah, cheers. Mm. Yum. I'm out of whiskey. <laughs> Go get some more. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Remember yesterday was St. Patrick's Day.
Oh, fair. I had a Guinness yesterday. I did no whiskey. Would have been a great day to do some Jameson or something, but I went Guinness. That's really good. That is like, that is a, a total beach cocktail, Amanda. You're right. Yeah. When you're talking about Irish whiskey, the only time I've had like Irish whiskey is either in a coffee or an Irish car bomb. Oh. And like that was college and you know, you don't remember much of that. So I was corrected in Ireland because I went each pub we visited. I got a different like Irish drink and I ordered an Irish car bomb because I'm American and that's what we do. And the uh, a bartender red faced immediately. He's like, that's so offensive. We don't say that. And I was like, no, didn't know. And he's like, you ordering an Irish car bomb in Ireland is like me ordering a twin towers, a flaming twin towers in the U S oh. I was like noted. I won't say it again. So <laughs> I never, that got, that got deep fast. Wow. wow. Well, it's, it's a huge, sense. yeah, well, it's a huge, the history of Ireland and Northern Ireland is just like wild. And so there's crazy times guys, <laughs> listen to some cranberries and it'll all make sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be singing that song now all day. This is a very good cocktail. I enjoy it actually had a Irish whiskey last night. We did blue spot. I oh, had okay. a, my husband had it at the start of the night and I had it at the end of the night. So um, it's a little harder to come by from my understanding is people can't really find it, but I, on a whim in some Kentucky searching, found a bottle and um, it's really good. A very mellow drink, not crazy you know, punchy any which way, but it's, it's cash drink. So it's a little bit stronger than some of the others. So they have yellow, green, blue, and then they have some finished in like Cabernet and different mm-hmm. types of Irish whiskeys finished, which I've not had. I know literally nothing about Irish whiskey. <laughs> we'll get there. Like, so next season I was thinking I was going to try and do some more like flights instead of just a solo whiskey. And so what that means is like having maybe three two ounce bottles and then we have like three Glen Cairns set up with an ABC and then we can taste three against each other so it'd be like maybe three expressions of one or and like still have a couple of like just solo bottles by themselves but I'm trying to like mix it up and like taste things against each other like sitting here at once so I like that um, because I feel like you can really taste big big mm -hmm. difference when you try them back to back like that yeah and so I, for that, I have several bottles that I've repurchased that we've already had. And so those will be mixed in amongst like the flights. So that way we can taste them again. So maybe some of them will taste familiar. And especially now that you've tasted so many compared to like, I know I've already told you I bought another bottle of Bren. So we'll have that in one of them. And I think it'll just be really interesting to see how you pick out the different flavors going forward that way. So... I think that my husband would actually like this cocktail. Where is he? I want to see him take a sip of this. So we had Manhattan, what is it? Manhattan's the week before last. Mm -hmm. I was just editing it. And Amber goes, here, taste this. Her husband, not a whiskey drinker, doesn't like it at all. And she goes, here, taste this. And he's like, (laughs) Well, it looked really pretty. You know, I think he thought it was going to be like kind of sweet. He's like, oh, cocktail. And he took a sip and he's like, (laughs) but nobody have him try it. He had a Manhattan from somewhere and he was like, oh, I did not like that at all. That was, that was terrible. But I made him a Manhattan after I learned how to make them from Amanda. And he was like, oh, like, you know, he was, he loved it. So 
I feel like I'm doing such a good job. I'm gonna toot my own horn for a second. Like I, I, I feel like it's less about me, honestly, but like, I just love how engaged you guys are and excited to try these cocktails. Like the Sazerac and the Manhattan, both of those, both of you were like, mm, this ingredient list is not doing it for me. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think I want to do this. And then like smelling all the different components and, and, and whatever. And then you get the cocktail and you're like, holy shit, I'm, that's, that's not that bad. I'm I was very this. surprised by that Sazerac. Was that the one with the, um, the absinthe? Absinthe and then the licorice, whatever yes. it's called. Yeah. Oop. The lemon peel like blew my mind. Just the lemon peel. <laughs> The rind that was called rind. Okay. I'm trying not to chew ice on the microphone. Like the peel of a lemon, and it was like I smelled it, and it was like it smelled like like Sprite, and I was like, oh, like it was so amazing. Now, when you express the oils over top of the cocktail, yeah, so good. Are we ready for a reveal? <clears throat> it's it's that time. It's that time. This is like the it's like the sad part because we find out like all the suspense is gone it's like christmas like when christmas is over i mean we can keep talking for a little bit more and like save it it's cool it's exciting but then it's like oh it's oh now we know what it is (laughs) wait so i barely like even taste the whiskey in this cocktail by the way i know and that's what makes it dangerous (laughs) it's like a panty dropper when you can't taste it no i'm i I literally can't (laughs) I know. I'm almost like, I feel like if I would, I would, if I make it again, I would probably cut the lemonade by half because I've, I find that whenever I do a mixer with it, I like equal amounts of the booze to whatever I'm drinking it against. I feel like that's what we've been doing and I've loved it. And maybe that's, what's different about this one is there was like a lot of lemonade. So mm-hmm. yeah. What was the one we had? It was like a highball. Yeah. Bren. Mm-hmm. We did a highball with that and it was the lemon and the seltzer water or club okay. soda. You couldn't taste that one. That was like a full. Yeah, same thing. So I feel like these, not watered down, but excuse me, because I like hiccup right into the microphone. Like the cocktails that have like such a high mixer ratio, it just, I feel like it makes it more approachable. So Mary Beth has been asked to do a bourbon tasting with her friends. And so I think this would be a really good cocktail and like whiskey to introduce your lady friends to because I feel like this would be a great like okay this is a good starter cocktail because it's very sweet it's very summery very approachable like this is a great like bridal shower or like uh, something Mm -hmm. cocktail or like a wedding shower or something like that like something summery or springy yeah or just a good cocktail to take to the beach yeah whatever all right where are your envelopes mine's ready I'm waiting for our I'm waiting for the oh sorry um, well, I'm a little upset because my phone won't let me do a filter right now and I'm not looking so good. And I was really hoping for the assistance on the reveal, but I guess I was just, just going to say how good you look tonight. I love your Monet hat. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I see you cross. What's it? Cross promoting. <laughs> it's, it's a podcast. People can't see me. <laughs> on your reveal, they can. Oh, you're right. Maybe I'll just do this. Hey, just tag Monet in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. This is the tricky part. You know, I need somebody to like take a picture of me. Hold on. She's Mary Beth is like dying over here. She's just like, Come sorry, on. it's stuck. My hands are so dry. Okay. I'm gonna like tear up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, it's so skinny. <gasps> Penelope. I know. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> 
We have been waiting. Are you crying? <laughs> it's like your favorite one. I shared one of my favorite bottles with you. How loved do you feel right now? <laughs> I feel pretty excited about that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like so excited it's Penelope. Holy shit. <laughs> you you were being so sneaky about that, Amanda. I was? Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm just surprised that your favorite so far that you wanted us to put in like a big mixer of a cocktail. So I did that because I was actually listening to another podcast recently, Breaking Bourbon, Bourbon, mm, to, to be, oh, I'll come back to that one. But he had um, the guys from Penelope on and they were talking about, you know, the bourbon, obviously, and their company and everything. And she was saying, oh yeah, the staff favorite cocktail with Penelope in it, like hands down, like everyone's favorite is the Nelly, which is what this one's called. And that's what the one that they suggested. And I was like, if the makers of the bourbon are like, this is everyone's favorite cocktail, who makes it, why not that be our cocktail that we make for it? So that was my thinking on that. Very good. I think we're just so like used to, like we're going from neat to this so it's like oh this is like you know nothing but if you if you if you weren't drinking it neat and you order this at a like at a restaurant like this would be like you know it'd be amazing mm -hmm. i think just because we were drinking it neat it's like such a big shock factor agreed mm -hmm. sorry i'm gonna see if i could find where i listened to that i always like to give a shout out so that was going to be kind of our thing tonight was like talking about people that we listen to or places that we go to get whiskey information. Oh, it was on Bourbon Showdown. Okay. So the price on this bottle, I paid $55 for, which is about the going rate for this bottle. And then the ABV is 40%, making it 80 proof. Hmm. And then I forgot to write down where it's from. So on the bottle. I cannot it's believe. MGP. MGP. That's out of Kentucky, yeah? Yeah. Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, here it is. Distilled in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So it's MGP. Mm -hmm. hmm. And so I have actually some more information. They're really cool about on their website. You know how I'm always saying, like, I can't find the mash bill. I can't find, like, the age statement of barrel chart, like they've got literally everything on their website. They have a little section on here called bourbon facts. And it says type is four grain straight bourbon whiskey, 80 proof, non-chill filtered. And then the process says blend of three bourbon mash bills comprised of four grains, corn, wheat, rye, and malted barley. And then the age is two to three years old. And the barrel char is the number four staves and the number two heads. We went over barrel char last week, week before. And then I gave you the mash bill is 75% corn, 15% wheat, 7% rye, and 3% malted barley. And then they have like a ton of cocktails on their website of like some stuff that looks just amazing. Like they have their own like barrel strength Manhattan, the Nelly, which is what we're drinking tonight. They also have like baking recipes and they have fall winter cocktails. And then a whole nother side, like Part of the website for spring and summer cocktails which i thought was cool that is cool yeah so they have a new york sour on here and like all kinds of delicious yeah. looking things that i can't wait to try 
have like some trauma over that cocktail you just said. Isn't that like New York or whatever one where you take like whiskey sour and you like layer red wine? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's got <laughs> episode two, Morgan. I, Amanda was teaching us about whiskey sours and then she mentioned that cocktail and after two whiskey sours I decided it'd be a great idea to try that and so I made a third whiskey sour with red wine layered on top it was a horrible idea um her husband texted me saying your sister (laughs) (laughs) pretty much I crawled into bed in a laughing fit and he was like you need to go eat some rice some crackers (laughs) go go drink some Gatorade (laughs) <laughs> so at that time I was sending them eight ounce bottles of whiskey and now I send them four ounce bottles of whiskey sorry that was my fault Mary. I got it. <laughs> it, was, it was my fault for the <laughs> that was a beautiful drink like you had like the it was like two layers it was like red on top yeah it was so pretty it was so pretty you were so excited about it <laughs> It was hilarious. Oh, oh, All right. So this one I think is also kind of cool because it's uh, two gentlemen that founded it. I think they were like friends forever or something. I had their name pulled up here. Give me a second. It is, it was actually, they started making it in 2018. It's like when they started the company and it's Mike Palladini and Danny. I'm going to fuck up the names. Elise. I'm going to go with that. And so they named the uh, bourbon after Mike's daughter, Penelope. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it got his name. And I thought that was kind of cute. And let's see. Yeah, they're just, they're really cool. And uh, they've actually done a bunch of interviews on, I think it's like two or three other podcasts. And they're always like really cool to listen to. They're so great. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to have them on it sometime, but I feel like we're still too baby to have big names on because you know they do they they go live with a lot of people on instagram too mike is really great and his wife is awesome too i've actually reached out to them because you know they're women-based as well and they attempt to make their product very female accepting and kind of a little bit more feminine looking i don't Mm -hmm. know if you have your bottle there but it has a gorgeous peony on it well, they, yeah. okay, so that one doesn't, but their other yeah. bottle has... It, it has it on here. It's just, it's so pale. Okay. Yeah, so the barrel strength is actually, it's etched into the glass, a peony, cool. and it's so beautiful. And, it, you it? know, I, I told him, I said, it, it, it's very, because I messaged him, I said, the bottle is very reminiscent of like a young wine company. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just very, you know it's a very alluring for a woman um, with how they've done their marketing and the fact that it's two couples together running the company. So you get mm-hmm. both, you know, the female and the male perspective with everything they do They're, mm-hmm. And they've just been super kind, you know, to me personally and reaching out. I was on an Instagram live where he was being interviewed. Mike was, and he was, you know, he's like, Oh, Morgan, you know, like he like shouted me out. I'm like, Oh my God how do you know my name (laughs) um, they're like super cool and uh, I think his wife just had another baby here a little bit ago because I wanted to do some interviewing with her and she's like oh yeah for sure you know just maybe send it to me in an email she's like I'm about to have a baby any day now and I don't really want to be on camera I'm like believe me I'm not having a baby any day now and I still don't want to be on camera (laughs) (laughs) that I can do. That's awesome. 
yeah, I, I highly suggest seeking out some of those podcasts or videos of them. Uh, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, uh, I know that. I, I don't think Amber has been doing too much of the snooping around, like whiskey forums and the whiskey world too much. Right. I have not. What a slacker. All right, Beth, I think you have, right? You're in a couple of Facebook groups. Yeah, so I joined a couple for, in Ohio, mm-hmm. in like Northeast Ohio and stuff. Sorry, Morgan, I know you're Michigan. Don't hate. Well, <laughs> you know, we I'm based out of Michigan, but we have members from all over the country. Well, I'm, I'm just teasing you because there's like an Ohio, Michigan, you know, whatever. But um, so yeah, I joined a couple. It seems, it seems to be mostly just people posting like where they're finding stuff because I, it's so hard to find a lot of stuff. So people will just post like, hey, this place has this, like you want to go get it, blah, blah, blah. So there's just like a lot of that. I did follow the person called No Bad Whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He and his wife, they had a podcast for a while and it was kind of sporadic, but very good podcast listening when they do post. It's been, it's been a hot second. Yeah. But they post stuff for, like online, like on Instagram a lot. And so I like, I like that. I mean, I like it, the whole premise and the concept of it. So I've been kind of checking them out and stuff, but uh-huh. that's really about it. Yeah. His Instagram is awesome. Yeah, it's really pretty. He, he does a good job with it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say their name wrong. So I'm trying to like, look it up, but so cut that out. But mm-hmm. he was so funny because I had put like a picture of me and Tyler on our Instagram and then I said, like, ask me anything. And he had um, messaged me and he was like, does your man drink bourbon yet? <laughs> and I was nope. like, not even close. <laughs> but I just thought it was sweet that he was like interacting with me. And like, that was funny that he remembered that, like, pretty much our husbands like hate whiskey. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I think it was William he and I traded samples recently and I sent him some St. Cloud I sent him some of the um, high west the silver oat and some Bren 10 and he sent me back some Weller the antique 107 mm-hmm. and what's the other one he sent me shit totally drawing a blank something else it was in there because I've, I've not had either of them and they were both very very good I took like little sips out of each one of them I'm not ready to drink the whole thing yet <laughs> but it was just like cool like just I, I really like the bourbon culture of like just mm-hmm. sharing samples and like reaching out to people and they're like oh that I've been wanting to try that bottle and then you've got a private message and they're like hey you want me to send you like a two ounce like little sample <laughs> of essential oils and it's like yeah sure sure I love that what do you want me to send back I got all this <laughs> and we That's do that awesome. all the time. We, you know, we have usually mail every day or every couple of days of people <laughs> sending us samples or bottles. That's so cool. You know, I'll have somebody that I follow on Instagram will be, you know, somewhere, you mm-hmm. know, somebody just last week was in Bardstown. They went to Bardstown Bourbon. I'm like, can you see if they have the, the discovery number or whatever? And she's like, yeah, they do. And I'm like, I'm Venmoing you money. Will you buy it for me? Mm-hmm. So um, it, it is, it's a really great culture. I think once you get past that layer of bullshit of the, you know, my stick is bigger than yours, which I think there's a <laughs> lot of that. And is really why I created, you know, the group that I did is, because, you know, male or female, that's overwhelming to get over. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not super confident in what you like and, you know, 
what you want to drink it doesn't matter your gender you're just not going to take part in that community and that culture so i think creating a place where people no matter who they are can feel comfortable and learn and grow without feeling like every sip of whiskey they have is a final exam and you're under a microscope yeah so one of the things i find really interesting about our podcast is like i know you ladies don't don't have access to the app but on the anchor app, which is how I release our video or our videos, our podcast episodes, it actually gives me a breakdown of our listenership. And I for sure thought that we were going to have like high, like women, like women listening, because that's who I assumed we were marketing towards. And what I found really, really interesting, I'm pulling up the analytics now is I can go in and see like how many people have listened to what episode, where they're from. Hmm. So for our, this is just general, like every episode combined, we, 87% of our listeners are from the U.S., 7% are from the U.K., 2% are from Australia, and 1% from Puerto Rico. And like 58% of people who listen to it are on like Apple Podcasts are listening to it through there. And then like our age range is, let's see, 4% of our listeners are 18 to 22, 4% are 23 to 27, 13% 28 to 34, 30% 35 to 44, but 47% of our listenership is 45 to 59 years old. And then, oh, it's it's updated now. It it was at like 67% of our listeners were male. So I was like, we've got the market on 45 to 59 year old men on Apple podcasts, but now it's at 52% male. Like, I just want to hear those pretty young voices. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I took it more as like, because we market ourselves as like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're just drinking whiskey and letting you know what we think about it and trying to make it as approachable as possible. And like, that's kind of our shtick. Right. And so it's really interesting to me that we have like a higher listener, like a higher percentage of our listeners are older men who I assume are like, I want to see what other people are thinking. I am going very gracious here because I don't want to think about any of the other stuff. But so I, I just, I find that really yeah. interesting. What are these because... bluesies talking about on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's like, I don't know, because guys always with the whole toxic masculine, I'm air quotes, toxic mass, toxic masculinity, um, thing going on there and they feel like they can't show the emotional side or like not know something or whatever. And I find it interesting. I don't know. Cause we're like, I don't know. We don't know. We're just, we're having fun. We're seeing what we like, what we don't like. We're going to talk about it, talk about some shit. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think maybe there is more of a, a, a market for like the intro, like making it not so scary or bougie. And I think we do a fairly good job of not making it bougie. (laughs) And I like the cocktail added in there too, because I feel like me, if I ever go anywhere, I always order the same, like two things, you know, and I, I don't even know what there is. And if I get recommended something, it's always something with like 20 pounds of sugar in it that I don't want. So I want someone to like recommend like something good, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been fun to like try the different cocktails. So I'm like, "Hmm, I know a little bit of, you know, so that's fun. Yeah. And so my thought there was like, cause I know having two people who are not used to drinking on the rocks or neat or anything, um, having something that we could sip while we talk about like history or, you know, whatever else it was we were going to talk about would make it a little bit 
yes. easier than trying to sip it neat for an hour and a half, two hours you know, <laughs> while, we chat, while we chat. It There's been some like, okay, so the last couple episodes have been like two and a half hours that I've had to like cut down by an hour. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like there's one episode that I just had to cut literally half the episode, like half of what we talked about out because it was just so, I was like, no one is going to listen to us for two and a half hours. So I end up cutting a solid, like at least 30 minutes to an hour off of every episode. So you're welcome guys. <laughs> She's like, Amber's talking, cut that. Cut that. No, well, <laughs> no, it's usually a lot of like, if we're talking over each other and you can't hear it, or there's yeah. usually definitely during like the, the blonde, the, the tasting, like the, the neat and the mixing of the cocktails, I'll cut a lot of the out. And uh, some of the weird things that I, I feel like if you're in a car, if you've got earbuds in and listening to it and it pop an eardrum or something, I try to cut that stuff out, but. I'm having fun with it. Prior to all this, prior to the podcast, well, pre-COVID, if I went to a bar, it was Jack and Coke every time with a lime. So now it's going to be like, once I finally get to a bar, I'm going to be like, Manhattan, Sazerac, uh, Old Fashioned, I want I want a whiskey sour with an egg white. Like I'm going to... Hey, we've converted her. She was like not about it. So good. It's the best way to do it. Except There's I fucked place- it up because I made the make it and it came out in smoothie consistency first. But you didn't because I literally despise eggs. Like an egg is the most foul thing to me. And I was like, I'm gonna do it for this podcast. I will do it. And I liked it. So you didn't mess it up. Good job. I messed it up, but she's being very kind. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm I thought about editing it out. And like editing in when I made it correctly. And then I was like, nah, I'm going to leave the fuck up in there. That's half the fun. <laughs> it was all good. It was all good. And I mean, like I'm telling you, I don't like eggs. And I was, you know, I was not too excited about that, that drink. There's a good in Knoxville. That's like an underground, like a, it's a speakeasy. Thank you. And they do that. They do the whiskey sour with the egg white and everything. And so it's so good. Morgan, when you come to visit us, <laughs> we'll go. <laughs> I, I love a good speakeasy. Well, I'm away. I can just, I'll just hop on over to Michigan for me and I'll just get you. And then yep. we'll just. <laughs> <laughs> love it. The female whiskey society tour. Yeah. yeah. About it. The sea distilleries. Mm-hmm. Hey, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Morgan, mm-hmm. did you have questions for them on how they have changed or what you remember from the first episode that you did with us? How are they doing? Well, I, th- I think kind of one of them was just answered, you know, what would you go and order um, with your newfound love of whiskey? So, you know, whiskey, sour, Manhattan's, old fashions. I have two drinks that I would order. Okay. Just two. I have a glass of house cab because <laughs> I'm cheap like that. <laughs> or I would get a gin, um, Hendrix gin. So you'd keep it not whiskey. Yeah, gin and club soda, extra lime. We haven't converted you. Oh, are you saying before we did this podcast? That's what you would No, get? I'd say now with your, your newfound love of whiskey, would, would you switch up what you would order at a bar or restaurant? I would say yes, because I've actually already gone on a couple dates with my husband and I've ordered an old fashioned every time. Were they good? They live they up to were, it. They were so good. I've been, but they were like really nice restaurants too. Like mm-hmm. 
with like the really fancy cherries and they were very good. Yeah. And I was very happy. My husband's like, you know, like where's my wine drinker? And he's like, um, he actually was, I think I was talking to Amber one day and he got on the phone and he's like, Amanda, I no longer have my wine date anymore. Like she converted <laughs> her to whiskey and now she won't drink wine with me anymore. And I was like, I'm sorry, Tyler. <laughs> Yeah, I was doing red wine or the gin and club soda, and now I'm switched to old fashioned. It's just so good to me. There's something about it that it's like, it's just, it's so much, it's so strong, but it's so good too. Like the gin and club soda was strong, but it was like, I was just drinking it down just to like feel relaxed, but I never actually enjoyed it unless it was a hundred degrees outside. But the old fashioned, even though it's got that ice in it, is still very like, oh, it's like a warming feeling. So it's, that's the difference between those drinks. So love it. Good. I'm making right. a second cocktail. That was long-winded. <laughs> I love it. It's interesting to see how people's tastes change and, and evolve and whether you stick with whiskey, I think it's at least helped you like understand the flavors and what you enjoy out of what you enjoy and what you like, you know, and I find that I like a lot of whiskeys that remind me of red wine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, or, or I like a lot of whiskeys that have been finished in red wine cast. Yeah. They offer that, like, I say it's the cheesiness that I like from red mm-hmm. wine, that dryness, um, mm-hmm. you know, Bart Sound Bourbon's one of them. They have one that was finished in a red wine the Pavit, uh, Pfeiffer Pavit line. And it was so good. So good. So I feel like I'm still like marrying my two worlds together. Yeah. I have a wine that's finished in bourbon barrels. Yeah. I'm excited to try that one. I haven't tried it yet. Those are pretty strong. What are you doing over there? (laughs) My, My lemon wedge was stuck in the bottom of my cup. I was trying to get it out because I was trying, <laughs> well, I was remaking the cocktail the way I said, if I made it again, I would make it with um, like a 50-50 mix and the strawberries and it looked pretty. And I put it in my female whiskey society glass and I was going to take a picture of it. I love that. Yeah. Because I realized I drank my whole cocktail before taking a picture of it. So <laughs> look at you. See, and it's funny because you sent me a picture um, not too long ago when you went shopping and you saw like the Penelope, the barrel cask and the rosé, which I haven't seen the rosé near me. And I was like, oh, I know. And if it's go back to that store right now, I will send you money for the rosé. Boom. So we don't we don't get Penelope in Michigan. Really? Do you want me to send you a bottle? Because I get it frequently up here. I, I have the ba- the barrel strength. I'm good okay. on that. I would love a rosé one, but those are really hard to find. What's a rosé one? What does that mean? It's finished in rosé casks. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So when you were at there, I was like, get the rosé. But I think I caught you. Like I saw it like hours after, like the text hours after you were there or something. I was like, damn it. <laughs> Where I was at? Yeah. I, there was Penelope there? Or maybe, was it you, Amber? Somebody. Maybe it was me. Pulling it up. Hold on. Pull it up. I did not, I did not see Penelope because I would have bought it. It must have been Amber. me then. Making bad life choices. Bad life choices. <laughs> well, if you want me to Venmo you some money to grab a bottle next time you go. Oh, okay. God. Was it? Yeah, Amber, you sent it to me. It was. I did? Yeah. See? Amber. Oh, and then all three of them here. Uh, for 63. You need to you need to go back there. 
I'll Where go back. Go? See if they have it. Uh, I'll send you money. Yeah, it's just this liquor store in uh, Maryville by Lowe's. Green something? Yes. That's um, where, yeah, that's where Melanie's uh, husband keeps telling me to go. That's funny. Well, he knows he's Mr. Maryville, so yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He knows. Yeah, so he actually tagged me in a post, and he's like, no, you need to start going here, because I mentioned, oh, it was on the Nelson's Greenbrier post. And he's like, you need to stop shopping at, uh, you know, total wine and you need to go here. And I was like, but <laughs> I'm really broke <laughs> on, on my, 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 my whiskey budget is very small. That's funny. Um, yeah. I but, can go back there. I just don't know how to like mail that kind of thing, but yeah, tell me how and I'll do it. I'll pick it up and send it. Or just save it. I'm coming when, uh, when I come visit, save it for when I come visit. Well, I got to mail one to Morgan, so you got, I'll just give it to you and you can mail it. Gotcha. I'll never get it. <laughs> It'll be like two months. Man is now, like, oh, but... this was yours. Oops. I've been drinking it for a month. <laughs> Sorry. That's weird. My bad. Um, this tastes like tea. Like tea? Oh. Yeah, like you filled the bottle with tea because you drank it all. Oh, yeah. She's making a joke. She's saying, I drank the whole bottle. I refilled it with tea and sent it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore me. Oh, man. All right. So you got anything else cool going on with the Female Whiskey Society or anything else you're plans or um i mean we have lots to come up i'd like to do one more private barrel before the end of the year to kind of come out around the holiday times but i haven't decided who that's going to be i did buy two bottles of her first barrel pick um so one of those may make it to next season we'll see yay that'll be exciting Mm -hmm. um so those they're gonna be so good there's lots of layers of flavor I'm I'm really excited about both of those the bluegrass is going to be a little bit higher proof it's right now 120 so the expectation is it'll stay right about there um it is it's so good I've been going for it and the sample is like almost already gone so um and they sent me like a big bot like you know maybe like a five or six ounces um, or I think it's actually eight. So I've just been drinking that like every night. It's, it's going to be really good. And um, so maybe one more pick after those, I'm hoping to launch an online store to have some whiskey apparel and such, and a few other ideas in my back pocket, but just kind of waiting for everything to fall into place. But I'm I'm hoping the end of the year to kind of like have a full fledged online store and some aspect love it fun you're doing so much since the first time we talked i know there's a lot going on there's a lot more i'd like to do this you know there's only so many minutes in the day i hear you (laughs) yeah i was uh showing them recently as i went ahead and bought the stave and thief study guide so i can become a whiskey steward we haven't figured out exactly what that means or what it's good for yet but i'll let you know when i put it on your instagram yeah it's gonna go there um i'm gonna put it on my like work accomplishments and see (laughs) i actually was just asked actually um next next thursday i around noon time i'm actually going to be mixing a cocktail for um the icon conservators group in the uk um they asked me to do one of my conservation cocktails with them so i'll be making this cocktail 
with them next Thursday. Yeah. So it's part of their online, what's the word I'm looking for? Convention. So. It's really cool. Famous. Uh, yeah. It was, apparently it was a surprise up until today and I hadn't told anybody. And so they just announced it on Twitter today. And they're like, Amanda with conservation cocktails is going to be doing a cocktail for us. I was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> your fancier cocktails well i thought about it but i was like i wanted something really approachable for the general public that they wouldn't have to go out and buy a lot of weird ingredients like they don't yeah. want to go and buy sweet vermouth or whatever so i, I literally have been spending a month thinking about like what cocktail to make and this one just seems so fun and summery i had tried it once before and it was really good so i thought it was a very good cocktail for because it's based out of the uk and they've you know, they're still in like a major lockdown and have been for like two months. Like you, the only reason you can leave your house is for like groceries or medical or um, like lockdown, lockdown. So I thought, I know the weather there this time of year is really crappy. It's like rainy and overcast the whole time. So maybe bring a little bit of summer. So I was trying to find something like bright and different. I love it. Love it. So yeah. So that's what I got there. You ladies got anything else going on or things you want to add? Final notes? Oh, we didn't rate it, Amanda. <gasps> you didn't rate it. I, didn't I, rate I it. forgot my tasting book tonight and I figured screw it. So I don't have my normal like <clears throat> notes here to go off of. All right. So what are you going to rate it? I, I really like it from like like the very first like smell I knew I was going to like it because it's like of the sweetness of it and then trying it it was very spite like it had that spice to it so like I'm I'm all, like, all about the sweet and the savory so I like I don't want to like okay I don't want to give it a five out of five because I haven't tried enough but it was up there with the other one like up with the other ones that I've really liked. So I feel like give it a few more months and then I would know for sure if it's a five out of five because I want to try more stuff, but I really, really, really like it. Mm-hmm. So that like a sense. four, 4.5, somewhere in that range? Four and a half out of five, but it could change based on I need to try more mm-hmm. and then I'll know for sure, but I really like it. See, this is where I would like to try stuff back to back because like I loved last week's and I gave it a four out of five and it was black bone bourbon. So to me, I'm like, ah, I wish I could like try it next to this because I gave that a four out of five. And so I'm just trying to figure out like, I remember really liking it, but I think it it was sweeter though, you know? Yeah. It smells different coming out of the bottle versus the Glen Cairn. So anyways. Um, I would say probably about the same, like a four out of five. Four out of five. That is what I will say. Four out of five. All right. We need to do that before we do the reveal, by the way. I actually have it in my notes to do that, but I got so excited that Morgan was here that I just like breezed through the first half of everything I was going to say. That's fine. We're working with it. So yeah, I have like... And it says a block neat pop the cap and pour color tears legs oh nose goodness. palette finish feel rating <laughs> out of five and then news and corrections morgan's tonight <laughs> cocktail reveal and then um 
talking about whatever and then closing anyway well, thank you for sharing your one of your favorite bottles morgan what is his, what is your favorite drink right now like what is yours Ooh. well i would say i'm go i go neat when it comes to whiskey now i will say if i'm not drinking whiskey i do like mezcal so there's um the penicillin but with mezcal is the pencilina that's really good i haven't been able to try that drink yet no one has it it's so good it's you know like spicy from the ginger but citrus and then um, I, I love a whiskey sour with tons of egg white. But if I were like out drinking just a, a glass of whiskey, um, I really like uh, Booker's has different, different types that they come out with every year. And their one from last year is called Country Ham. And it's so good. Um, <laughs> the name sounds really silly, but it's so good. I like higher proof, so I tend to just gravitate that way anyway. The Jack Daniels Single Barrel Barrel Select is so good, too. One of those brands I probably would have never, ever picked up because of Jack Daniels and, you know, the college days. And mm-hmm. See, there you know, we go, choosing cocktails. bourbon by the name again. Yep. So I bought it because I became highly recommended by a lot of people that I trust their palate. And it's so good. We actually added it to our March Madness that we have on Female Whiskey Society and MI Basement Bar that I run with my husband. And it's just such a good pour. So I'm trying to find the rye one. They have a cash strength rye and it's impossible to find, but I will find it. It'll be out there somewhere for me. Oh, you'll have to remind me of the name and I'll look it in my place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it called? It's Jack Daniels. It's like a cast strength rye. It's um, all those bottles are more of like a jewel, like structured bottle. They look a little bit different than some of the other bottles. And then it has a green label on it. Interesting. So that's how you can always tell it apart is it has the green label. I keep trying to find a day where I can tell my husband, hey, you get the kids for the day. I'm going to drive up to Kentucky because it's 30 minutes for me. And there's two like really like small batch bourbon based places right up the road so i'm like i want to go and check them out so bad (laughs) yeah no you Um, have to so i'm gonna tell him one day he gets to watch the kids i'm gonna run up to just i'm just gonna go up to kentucky one day for no reason and we'll get it's no different than here in you know michigan we just we'll go to canada for brunch or dinner or you know it's like i love canada we're just going to canada for you know breakfast oh, we're <laughs> barrel rye you were saying the jack daniels they have barrel rye or you said cast single strength. barrel yeah it's the one with the green label oh. i gotta find this <laughs> yep so that's the there that's the regular one there's one with a green label and that's the one that's hard to find gotcha mm-hmm. okay. that's awesome but the one with the gold label the single barrel barrel strength is so good it's really good. Like I'm trying to imagine what a cask strength rye would taste like. And it's kind of blowing my mind. I haven't introduced them to rye yet. Like they've had blends with rye in it, but they've not had like a rye yet. What's good about this green label one? Like what's- It's just really hard to come by. So it's more like the, that it's, you can't find it, not- Elusive. Gotcha. Oh, it's a tennis. Obviously, it's Jack Daniels. I'm, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, so rye is interesting. I was never a huge rye drinker. 
And then I started actually trying good rye. Yeah, I'm super into rye. And I, the ryes I don't like are the very popular ryes. I just like, you know, the staples, your Sazerac, I just don't care for it. It's watery to me. It just doesn't have that flavor. And people are like, oh, you don't like rye because it's spicy. It's like, I'll drink Stag mm. Junior batch 14 every day. It's like 131 proof. Like, I don't care about spice. <laughs> <laughs> so don't tell me it's because I don't like spice. And I, See, I, I can't wait to introduce a rye at some point. I haven't, mm-hmm. I'm not telling them. I'm, I'm trying not to drop so many hints anymore because I realized the other day, I was like, I keep telling them, I'm like, it's somewhere in season one. And I'm like, by the end of season one, they're going to know what that last bottle is because I've given so many hints and hopefully they've forgotten. I know Amber has, but two drinks in, I, I don't remember what happened like <laughs> 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and I, I don't think they listened to the episodes after they're released. So I, I feel fairly safe, but um, <laughs> at some point <laughs> I do want to introduce a rye. Anyway, I, I really, I, I tried the, the will it the four year. Mm-hmm. rye and actually enjoyed that it took me by surprise the first time I tried it because it was the first rye that I had mm-hmm. and um I think I was having it as a second glass and I went and I took a sip and I was like oh mm, I'm gonna wait on that one and like set it back because mm-hmm. I was like it's that I'm already like a drink or two in and I don't feel like that's a good call right now so I want to say it was a higher higher proof than what I normally just mm-hmm. sip on well, I'm excited to try to find this bottle. This is like a scavenger hunt. This is fun. <laughs> what if I can find it? Ooh, so, what if? Are you on the Female Whiskey Society Facebook page? Um, I know I, I don't know about the Facebook page. I know Instagram, yes, but I have to look. I would say on the Facebook page, because it is all women. I love that, by the way. I feel like that makes it more comfortable to like post in and yeah. ask questions and stuff. Yeah. I love the Instagram too. But I feel like that's more of like, if you're willing to be mansplained to, not that I've been mansplained on that, but I just feel generally Instagram is that way. Yeah. But the Facebook page is really cool because I get a lot of like, um, I think the last episode, they, when I was talking about making the, the Manhattan out of the Willet, and that was the one where the, the chick was like, oh yeah, if you post this anywhere else, everyone's going to be like, what are you doing? You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> she was the one who was like, awesome. You go for it. I love that you're doing it. So it was like very positive there. And then on Instagram, I got the private message that was like, um, if you post that, people are going to think you don't know what you're doing. And it was like two totally different tones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the fa- I love the Facebook page. I love that idea that it's like women only and what, what I was saying, Amber, is like, if you were to post there of like, if you're going into a shop and post whatever you're looking for or whatever you have there, someone might do the same thing where it's like, oh, you should grab that. I'll Venmo you right now mm-hmm. um, type of thing. Or if you're looking for something, you post, hey, I'm looking for this. And people are like, oh, I have this bottle. It's open. I can send you a sample. It's just very welcoming. And I, I just, I love how you've curated that. And I think it's, I just, I love it. Yeah. And I think it's really important to not get away from that because, you know, I don't want it to be isolating, you know, male versus female. That's how it is. The goal is just to get, you know, the women to a place where they feel comfortable walking into a bar 
ordering a Manhattan or a Sazerac or, you know, even feeling like they can even order a whiskey without being judged or ridiculed. You know, they can just do it and do it with confidence. Um, I, I do believe that space is not even needed in, in men just because they're men doesn't mean that they know whiskey any more than we do. So yeah. there are a lot of men out there who would probably appreciate a space like that where they could feel comfortable. And I've had men reach out to me and ask if they can join the page because they just don't feel comfortable being, you know, on the pages and, and asking and learning and growing. The expectation is they already know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, I can see that being like a really hard thing as a man too. Like now you like just not being able to like you're wanting to dabble in it and you don't know, but like all the other men in your corner, like know how intimidating that would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if there's any of those men listening, feel free yeah. to like message us. Maybe we can kind of hone in the blind drams Facebook page to be more of that. Maybe we can add Morgan in as like an admin and we can kind of do yeah. that whole thing and have it be more of the female whiskey society, like feeling, but with like mm-hmm. men and women. Yeah, you're not here to bash each other or tear, tear each other down. You're just yeah. here to learn about whiskey, grow. Yeah. You know, you know, you want to put Pappy Van Winkle in a whiskey sour with an egg white? Fuck, do you? Well, the, on on that uh, documentary, Neat, the bartender, he was like, I always said if I ever fucking got Pappy, I was going to make jello shots out of it. And he fucking did. Yeah, and he did. Amazing. I love it. Yeah, so it's just like my thing is you do you, you drink it how you want. If you want to pay a thousand dollars for a bottle and put Coke in it, then that's on you. <laughs> would, it, it, would it be something I do? Probably not. Maybe Coke Zero. <laughs> well, unless anybody has anything else they want to add, I don't think I have anything else. I was just, I, I wanted to give some shout outs to the gentleman over at Black and Brown. We love them. They always have some really great episodes they have uh part two of their i think they called it being black series out and that was actually really interesting they had an archivist in i know a historian in who was doing like archives research on basically african americans in like distilling and going into the history of that and that was actually super cool listening uh yeah the black story too so we love we love our our brother podcast over there and then there's also Bourbon Pursuit. I listen to them a lot. They have some great, great stuff. And they do a lot of like whiskey quickies, which is like two or three minutes on like a sampling of whatever it is they're drinking. So that's good. Obviously, No Bad Whiskey. They're great on Instagram and the podcast world. They're good there. Whiskey Women, absolutely love them. They're one of the podcasts that I was listening to that between them and the Black and Brown podcast and then Marianne Eves were like the three things that I was like, well now I have to make podcast it's not if I want to it's like I am being called to do it the lady who hosts it is a comedian who just is like kind of like me who's like really into whiskey um like fairly new to it and she started it like right at the beginning of the pandemic and she usually has like a distiller of some sort usually always a female and a female comedian on and they just go back and forth about whatever whiskeys they're drinking and it's a ton of fun I, I fucking love her episodes and then Whiskey Lore is good. If you like a little backstory, the Bourbon Bookshelf is also really good. And I'm sure there's a lot more that I'm missing, but those are the ones that I tend to listen to pretty regularly. Yeah, I mean, just hunting down bourbon or whiskey in the Instagram 
search bar will elicit a ton of results, some of them good and some of them questionable. But yeah, I'm sure we'll have more to add to that later. <laughs> well, I love my female whiskey society glasses. Thank you. Can't wait. <laughs> yes. I got them. I got the, uh, the other three today. So those will be in your boxes when I drop them off next and next boxes will also have a bunch of scents in them. I was inspired by Morgan's scent class that she did, uh, that came with a bunch of, what was it like ethanol and some other little vials. So I bought a bunch of vials and I have all kinds of scents planned up and like spices and different things to put in there. So we'll have, I think I have a ton of different like scents because you guys keep making fun of me for saying like, I smell this or I, I, I taste that. And so I'm going to fucking put all those goddamn things in a vial so you <laughs> make can you smell, smell them and taste them. I don't know how I want you to put crab meat in a vial for me. I'm going to put crab meat in a vial. <laughs> <laughs> blue crab, not king crab. Fuck that shit. We want blue crab. So that's the good stuff. She's going to um, drive all the way to Maryland to get it too. Uh, no, 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 no. Mosquito Bay, Mosquito Lagoon, excuse me, in uh, Florida. That's where the blue crabs are. That's Amber and I grew up there. We went camping there like every summer and would go shrimping and clamming and crabbing and lots of good family memories. But we grew up with blue crabs and they're the best. Uh, I'll die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to start sending or to start putting together next season's boxes. We have three more episodes in the season. And then I unfortunately have to take, if we do the next season, we might have to do it quickly, like a bunch of episodes back to back. Because I am teaching a graduate level course through June and July. And so I, it's the first time I've ever taught anything, first of all. And uh, it's a grad level class. So there's a lot of stuff I have to do that through that. So it's June and July. So I know we said we were going to take a month off. So I was thinking maybe instead of taking a month off, just film a bunch of episodes back to back (laughs) and then release them out. So we'll see how that works out scheduling wise just gonna always be drunk every night that'll be great Tyler's (laughs) gonna love it (laughs) yeah so all right Morgan thanks so much for joining us again and welcome back anytime that you have anything that you want to say to all at least 20 of our listeners now hey Um, more than I get on my own so (laughs) (laughs) We love having you on and we always enjoy your company. So thank you. Yeah. Anytime. Yes. Love it. Great. Love it. Can't wait for my glass. Yay. Yay. And I can't wait to see what Amber's first bottle of bourbon she's going to buy or whiskey. I know. She's going to buy. She, she's never bought a bottle. All the whiskey and bourbon that she's had has been me shipping it to her. So this, I feel like it's kind of a big deal now. Like there's like a lot of expectation on me and now I'm like, just don't go in asking for Blanton's. Yeah, she's going to go in. Um, can I get some poppy? <laughs> How much is that bottle? <laughs> like, it's going for like two grand. They just can't find it. You can't find it anywhere. You can't find poppy? If you oh. do, it's like, depending on the one you buy, it's like thousands of dollars. Also, I really appreciate you going on the Blind Drams account and like messaging random people like, where do I find Pappy? Like just <laughs> posting on the pictures. Where did you get this? And they're like, um, I was in a lottery. <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> what? That was like two or three episodes ago. I didn't say anything about that. She was like two or three drams in by then, apparently. Okay. I've got evidence. Okay. Anyway, I'm excusing you at this point. It's my job. Love y'all. Love you. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your cocktail or whatever you have left. And I'll see you two ladies in a week. And Morgan, we'll see you online. Thank All you so right. much. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Love you, ladies. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>Thanks for joining us for episode nine of Blind Drams. It's a bit of all. Uh, if you want to suggest a whiskey for us to blind taste test or have comments, suggestions, any of the above, or anything extra, uh, you can go ahead, us, go ahead and hit us up on any of our socials. So at Blind Drams on Instagram and Facebook, at blind underscore drams on Twitter. If you don't put the underscore in, it won't come to us. Voice message us on the Anchor app, anchor.fm forward slash blind drams forward slash messages or any other way that you know to get a hold of us email at blind drams or blind drams at gmail.com um you can support us too if you'd like on patreon.com forward slash blind drams we've got tiers starting at a dollar and uh if you just have a couple dollars that you didn't you know buy a coffee with or you save some some pennies on a on a dram you can always throw some in our tip jar to help us buy some new exciting bottles and that's at paypal.me forward slash blind drams and that'll do it today thanks for following and being awesome we'll see you next week